in terms of journalism and mobile journalism, I think we can expect to see the emergence of many, many hyper, hyper local video publishers uh, where video and, and news was conventionally uh, centralized around a few public or state broadcasters in many of the smaller countries. We can now expect to see lots and lots of hyper-local, independent video publishers that are popping up. My name is Yusuf Omar. I am a mobile journalist and I'm the co-founder of Hashtag Our Stories, a citizen journalism video publisher. This is a special podcast about journalism innovation in Africa. I am Dickens Olewe. Before starting Hashtag Our Stories, Yusuf Omar worked for ENCA in South Africa, the Hindustan Times in India, and CNN. He is a leading expert on mobile journalism. His mission is to train and empower people to tell stories about their communities through mobile devices. I started our interview by asking him a basic question. What is mobile journalism? In a conventional sense, mobile journalism is somebody who shoots and edits on a mobile device. I see it more broadly as any one woman or one man band storyteller, uh, somebody who uses any kind of device and are able to articulate or create a story on their own, whether that's a drone, whether it's a phone, whether it's a GoPro strapped to their head. In the orthodox approach, it means that it's on shot on mobile phones and edits on mobile phones. Uh, what I think is more important is that, yeah, you become a self contained storytelling unit and you are producing for mobile devices every consideration is meant for a mobile device and how people consume on mobiles now i've been following you a lot and i know you have worked for the hindustan times you have worked uh, for cnn and now you're running hashtag your stories could you just tell me what hashtag your story is all about and what's the mission Effectively, when we look at the traditional media landscape, we see a critical lack of diversity. The way stories are being told haven't changed a lot. The news gathering process is slow, labor intensive and quite monotonous. Uh, it's often told by the perspective of helicopter views looking down and deploying camera crews into foreign territories. Hashtag our stories is an effort to provide more angles, more perspectives, more truth. Effectively, empowering people to tell their own stories uh, with their devices. It's the world through people's perspectives. And how long have you been doing this? We're exactly one year old and we initially started by traveling to 40 countries and training hundreds and hundreds of storytellers how to create videos with their phones all over the world. And now we've evolved that into being able to empower people to tell stories, but doing it through the camera, doing it through the lens providing them with all of the training and resources and guidance that they need to create a narrative with a start, middle and an end, but empowering them to do it through their camera. So we no longer have to travel out there and, and physically uh, meet individuals. We can build lenses and we can build camera-based technologies to enable them to raise the bar and raise the quality of what user-generated content can be. And are people getting it? Yeah, absolutely. I think good journalism has always been about a variety of sources and we simply have access to more angles than ever before. Now, there's a high energy promotional video on hashtag uh, our stories Facebook page. You say, uh, and you just said it uh, a couple of minutes ago, that we are trapped in a media cycle uh, where the content looks the same. The legacy media has credibility but lacks diversity and user-generated content has authenticity. 
Now, why is authenticity important in news reporting? I think for the last 200 years, we've had a situation where old white men have held a monopoly on the ability to determine what is and isn't a story, what is and isn't news. We now have a landscape where anybody with a mobile device can effectively be a reporter um, and can share their perspective. Does that make that news or journalism? I think we still need journalists and, and, and editors to help um, decipher what is and isn't real. But what we have learned is that our, my generation, gener- the millennials and even Generation Z, feel that the, the construct of news, as it was previously told, felt manipulated, felt contrived. And we saw time and time again uh, traditional media get it wrong, whether they miss big trends or whether they plane out uh, falsified information, such as, just as an example, we all went down the route of the weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, which ended up not being any weapons of mass destruction. So we have a feeling that our generation, these millennials, these Gen Zs, actually relate to something that is an arm's length away, that is selfie style, that people are talking with them, not talking to them. We relate more to individuals and personalities than we do to big major brands. When people follow myself, they trust Yusuf Omar. They don't trust necessarily an institution around Yusuf Omar. They know me on a personal basis. So in that respect, if we can create lots of micro-influences in the journalism space uh, who are fact-checked and verified by professional journalists and editors, we reach a landscape where we create something which is really raw, which is really authentic. And that doesn't just have benefits for journalism. It also has benefits for uh, the work we do with branded organizations. We're effectively finding more and more that uh, brands and major like sort of groups that are trying to communicate their products and services, they're finding more success by getting individuals and humans to tell those stories as opposed to big polished uh, advertising campaigns. Now, you say communities are better place to tell their stories, but what about content glut? I mean, surely uh, you can imagine... I mean. It, with with professional journalism, there is a determined effort uh, to try and uh, seek content, be patient with it, and then produce that content in a way that uh, conveys, hopefully, the uh, the real story. But if you are just going to, uh, like you're saying, diversify the news process and therefore try uh, encouraging uh, citizens who are not trained journalists to constantly churn out content, surely you know, there will be a lot of content out there, yes, but then there will be a lot of nuance lost in the in the glut that is going to be produced. Absolutely. I, I think it's really important to work out how we can surface the uh, voices among, uh, among that great amount of noise. What we've learned at Hashtag Our Stories is that there's been a lot of citizen journalism efforts that have focused on giving people a platform and a voice to democratize voice and, 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 and tell their stories. We've seen CNN iReport as early as 2006. We saw Fresco, which was a partnership between Fox. Um, we've seen time and time again the development and emergence of products that have assisted people to share their stories. And what we ended up with, by and large, was a lot of mediocre video from citizens that wasn't of very good production quality nor storytelling quality. And Therefore, not many people want to consume or watch that content. Um, we're playing this quite differently. We believe that if we actually spend more time raising the quality of those storytellers to an extent that they are um, really good quality narratives that are factual, that are accurate, that are highly shareable, that are unique, that are authentic, uh, that are hard to find, 
we then find that there are plenty, plenty, uh, plenty of stories that do resonate with audiences that people do want to consume. Give me some of the examples in Africa, people who are out there who have gone, you know, you've given training to and who are producing the kind of content that you're talking about. Absolutely. So especially in South Africa, we're really focused on what we call solutions based storytelling and constructive journalism. And some of our community storytellers have, have now become full time uh, mojos now who are working under our brand um across the across the continent but especially in south africa where we found the most success thus far uh i've got a colleague tembela makuba uh who is actively reporting i mean just this week she's covering the emergence of uh, the exploration of oil and gas drilling on the uh kwazulu natal coastline and she's doing it all entirely with her mobile uh device um and it really is often stories that don't get a lot of press attention that she's able to bring light to. Uh, we have another reporter in Johannesburg, Naima Dudan, uh, who does some really meaningful content. She just produced a piece this week about menstrual cups as an alternative for women, especially in African communities where um, women can't often afford sanitary pads and these kinds of things. Uh, UNICEF uh, estimate that 500 million women around the world can't afford sanitary napkins. Um, and again, being able to use her mobile device to tell a very sensitive story, a story that is often surrounded by taboos on the African continent of, of, of women's menstrual cycles and tell it in a really entertaining way using a mobile device. Uh, so time and time again, we're being able to tap into these really unique angles. And our mobile journalism is moving beyond just being the cheapest or the fastest way to produce. It's actually becoming a very creative way to tell these very unique stories that are resonating with very young audiences between the ages of 17 and 19. Now, I know there'll be some students listening to this and they'll be like, Yusuf, I absolutely love what you do. How do I get started? What's your advice? What are the top tips? Yeah, absolutely. So we're really looking for four types of stories. They must be factual, they must be unique, they must be constructive, and they must be shareable. So factual, obviously, being factually accurate, um, constructive, we're looking for stories that take the story forward, not just here's a problem in society, but here's somebody making it better. Unique, we're really looking for hard to reach stuff, um, things that we haven't seen elsewhere, things that will really uh, grab people's attentions and shareable. At the end of the day, these have to be pieces that are shareable, that are conversational. Um, how can people get involved? They can follow us on our social media accounts on, on Instagram and, and Facebook, especially at hashtag our stories. And it's all about submitting ideas, uh, either by inbox or via groups. Uh, we're looking for ideas about solutions. Here is a problem in Nairobi. Nairobi has a garbage problem. And here's an organization that's collecting that garbage and turning it into energy. Uh, so find a problem, find a solution. And these generally focus on innovators, change makers, and unsung heroes. So if you know somebody who's innovative, if you know a change maker in your community, or if you know an unsung hero, somebody who's done amazing things or is aiming to do amazing things but is not getting the credit or recognition they deserve, we want to hear about those individuals. One of our favorite stories that we've told over the last couple of weeks was here in the United States. We did a piece on a woman by the name of Adriel. Adriel was the first double amputee to finish the uh, New York City Marathon. Uh, we uh, were able to train her up to tell the story with her mobile phone. She was able to capture it along the New York Marathon run. Uh, submit that footage to us and we're able to create a video which 
got over a million views on Snapchat. I want to talk about your workflow. I know many people listening to this who know you have gone to your Facebook page or have seen some of your videos. Could you just tell us, I mean, what kind of gadget do you use? What apps do you use? And can you just tell us, like, in terms of shooting the initial video and actually putting out the finished product, what what is that time frame like? Yeah, absolutely. We've been able to take what would be a production process of, of maybe weeks or even days for a traditional media landscape and turn that into a matter of hours. And really, the workflow has become a lot simpler. In the old days of mobile journalism, we would tell somebody to shoot on their mobile phone, and that could be any phone. We've worked with $4 smartphones in India, and we've worked with the very best smartphones. So it can be absolutely any phone. We encourage people to shoot vertically on their device. Um, Initially, we used to worry about, like, getting the person to do the video edits and add subtitles and add music and Dropbox it to us. But we've simplified that entire workflow. Now it is as simple as this. Shoot a piece of content and do it through one of the stories formats. Stories formats means the vertical 10 or 15 second videos that you'll find on Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, pretty much the new future of social media, the idea that everything is vertical, snackable, short form videos. Submit through the stories format and tag us in those videos. And that's all you've got to do. We will literally take it from there. We will be able to pick up the story uh, and be able to work with it at that point. If people need further guidance, we are able to roll out scripts and storyboards and shot lists and provide them with camera lenses, which enable them to get the right shots to tell the right story. So we're really available to work with people at every step of the way, whether it is the empowerment of people through the camera or through the script or through the assistance of generating their story idea. Uh, but on the editing side, on all of that, we, 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 we handle that on our end. We find that the best value and the most uh, meaningful time spent by people on the ground is really doing the capturing. I've been asking people that I've been interviewing uh, for this series about media trends in Africa. I want to confine you to mobile journalism. Can you tell me what you see happening next year? Africa skipped entire technological generations. Most of us didn't experience dial-up internet or even broadband. For many, their first taste of the World Wide Web was on a mobile phone. And in the same respect that we've been able to skip entire technological generations, I think the next big move for Africa is going to be accessing a lot of technology services and products through our cameras. You'll find many people on the African continent uh, may not be uh, literate in more than one language. They may not be able to read and write in more than one language, but the camera will allow us to um, uh, overcome these challenges. I see very soon a landscape where People across Africa will be paying for things by scanning them with their phones. Um, I, will, I see a landscape where we will be able to communicate with our local administrators, governments, councillors, mayors, um, using our phones and video specifically to communicate. So I think the camera is going to become the central input to technology over the next few years. And this is going to have uh, huge beneficial impacts to the way Africa communicates, the way Africa grows and the way Africa learns. And we're going to effectively have a lot more data on the way people effectively talk to each other. Um, In terms of journalism and mobile journalism, I think we can expect to see the emergence of many, many hyper, hyper local video publishers uh, where video and and news was conventionally uh, centralized around a few public or state broadcasters in many of the smaller countries. We can now expect to see lots and lots of hyper-local, independent video publishers that are popping up. Uh, And that's a great thing. I think it's going to give the consumer a lot more choice. 
It's going to make the African social media landscape a lot more dynamic. In terms of social media followings and audiences, Africa is still seen as a very cheap uh, pay for clicks. Um, it's a much cheaper landscape to grow audiences than uh, other parts of the world. And I think we're going to see a lot of uh, major news brands, the big courts of the world and the vices that will be looking to set up shop in many African countries that will be looking to uh, get in early on these very young audiences that are mobile first. Um, so it's all exciting. Uh, and I think at the same time, we're seeing that the big CCTVs of the world, the big Chinese networks uh, have already laid down a very big footprint of uh, coverage on the African continent, perhaps bigger than anyone else, perhaps now competing with AFP and some of the major established wire services. Uh, so you're going to have this juxtaposition between uh, these big international um, state-owned um, news apparatus that is covering the big sweeping stories, and you're going to have this very young, hyper-local, probably owned by local uh, people in, in various countries, uh, video publishers that are pure social players, um, and these two will live side by side. That is Yusuf Omar, co-founder of Hashtag Our Stories. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you have any comments or questions, please reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is at Dickens Olewe. Thank you.